Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Men. Chris, great to see you. Great to see you, James. What the hell? Where's Mike? What the hell? He is in England. No, I'm not. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mike is here. Balage. <laughs> um, no, that's our fun guest who's second time on the pod. Back again. Second Sarah time. Haggy. Yes, who's back? I'm back. Sarah. Yeah. Um, Sarah Haggy. Thanks for coming. Thanks, thanks for having me. Are you excited? I'm really excited. I just want to hang out with you guys. We're this excited because since the last time you were on... Everything's different. Yeah, oh, yeah. You have a podcast that's advertised in Times Square now. Yeah, I mean, I didn't forget my roots. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> that's uh, sick. But yeah, no, I, I have a podcast called Scamfluencers. Yeah, and thanks for keeping it real with us. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I love my community, so... The, po- the Toronto podcasting community? <laughs> you guys. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like, the man will always try to make you sell out, but we always just got to go back to the streets and prove that we can still run the block. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it, too. Damn. So you're, you're <laughs> podcasting scamfluencers. Yeah. Who do you do that with? I do that with uh, someone who is also Canadian. She lives in New York. Her name is Sachi Cole. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she's a writer, and uh, she's pretty successful way more successful than i am i think i met her a long time ago did she used to book comedy shows no she, she wouldn't do that i saw her <laughs> i saw her or do comedy? argue with um jonathan k on the national once oh yes, yes i remember that yeah, yeah that was that's cool deal. she used to do that a lot <laughs> really that's like be, be a voice on the news i could see you doing that uh i don't think they would let me near jonathan k <laughs> at this point did but, you? But you are a disruptor online. I've, I've disrupted. <laughs> I. It is cool having you on because I do sort of feel like you're like a, you're somehow. I don't know. You're like legitimate. Like if you give a take on something, people are like, "Yeah, all right." That's, that's how I feel when I read crazy. your tweets. I'm like, Guys, well, "That's crazy." No, I genuinely feel like every one of your hot takes. I'm like, "Yes, me too." Guys, I don't know what to say right now. I'm so flattered. <laughs> I I think the world of you both. So oh, cool. well, damn. You know? That's nice. I feel bad that I didn't think there'd be two Sachis in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Honestly, I know Sachi. It's, it's, not, it's not a common name. Usually she's yeah. the only one. Yeah. yeah. So okay. you're, you're not wrong for that. Right. I've never met another one. Yeah, it's yeah. the same one. I knew one, one. <laughs> I uh, in U, at U of T. I knew one girl. Sachi? With that name, yep. We went on one date. I know one Sachi <laughs> very well. Versace. Oh, oh, and you may notice Chris is draped in Versace. I was See, why you're in head to toe Versace. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Versace. I it was Versace this whole time. You just Versace all up in this place. That's my. Uh, that's what I wrote in my yearbook graduation <laughs> <laughs> picture. That was my quote um okay but are you still tweeting because i left twitter eh? oh yeah i'm still tweeting i'm xing me you're xing now uh yeah i mean here's the thing i need it yeah i need it i will never be off you're really good on it i left it and it feels crazy both you guys were really good at it you were great chris I, I don't know if it's been 30 days. I could maybe see. You should do just you f- reactivate and then deactivate again. Just don't let it go. 
Oh, God. But X is so embarrassing to me. But every... You know, it, it is embarrassing, but it's it's always been embarrassing. And Yeah, that's true. I, I don't... I don't know. I just... I don't want to be mean in real life. I feel like, <laughs> I but you guys are awesome. Better. Yeah, I know. It's so much better. Do you feel but there's all these, don't you feel like the algorithm is all these nerds now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> like straight I, up, like no, not even like how it used to be. Types? Losers. Yeah. Um, but I have so you're tweeting this. for them. Doesn't it feel like that? You know what? I've been doing this thing lately where I just, I block anyone who shows up that I don't care for. Yeah. And then soon it'll just be people I want to see. I, I think I'm on it a bit less, but I still mm. do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm addicted to it. Yeah. I am. As a comedian, too, I, it was getting too much where, like, one joke would run its rounds over three days. You know, like, yeah, yeah, one yeah. pop culture joke, everybody had to do their take on it for three days. I can't deal with that anymore. It's too ugly to me. Do you as feel, a creative person. <laughs> I was going to say as an artist in defense. As an artist. Yeah. Chris, yeah. do you feel, do you notice yourself feeling better now that you haven't looked at it for a month? I do. I'm reading Brothers Karamazov. <laughs> oh, say no more. <laughs> so I'm catching up with my friend, English grad friends who didn't drop out. Wow. I'll finally get to have a conversation with them over a glass of wine. I hate when people are always fucking talking about that book and I can't chime in. Now. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Yeah. It's more. I just sit there silently. Yeah, it's more like it's like how I hate that there's a government more for because I want to know everything. Don't talk behind closed doors without me. I know. I just <laughs> that's why I want to know people's passwords without. I don't want access to their accounts. I just want yeah. to know Ooh. what they would pick as a password. Oh, wow. okay. With oh, I was gonna say like, is there a way we could sort of reveal how we come up with our passwords? But um, that's probably dumb to do on a podcast. I'll tell you my no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I won't tell you my password, but I'll tell you my pin number. Once it's hot dog sixty nine. <laughs> but don't use it. <laughs> I asked my brother what his password was for something, and he's like, "It's your name and birthday." And I was like, "That's so nice." Ah, uh, but he he got my birthday wrong. Oh, oh shit! My birthday's July thirtieth. He did thirty first. Because you tried to get into his account, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "It's not working." I think I know my birthday. He's like the thirty first. No. Oh, but honestly, it's fine. It's it's it was still really nice. I don't want to dox <laughs> anyone, but I have a family member who uses uh, dates of mine for passwords too, which is nice. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. Does anyone do that for you, Chris? I don't know. <laughs> maybe um, a, maybe like a crush. Someone who has a crush on you uses Chris type stuff for their. Well, password. my wife's password <laughs> is uh, <laughs> me husband dumb. <laughs> Yeah, no sixty nine. <laughs> With husband, she <laughs> writes no in front of. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. You're always asking for that, and uh, well, I like the idea of getting into somebody's private computer, like with mm -hmm. their password, whatever. Snooping, discovering stuff that could be blackmailable, mm -hmm. but then not being that person and just being like, huh interesting to know that aspect of you and that and you're just fine with that yes i agree you see what i'm saying there yeah. is something you don't need to turn into a devilish blackmailer every time you see Somebody someone's creepy yeah, yeah. secret <laughs> that's true i just want to know the secret <laughs> to get to know you better yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i'm interested in you <laughs> i would because you don't say anything you don't talk to anybody you stand in the corner <laughs> drooling <up. laughs> 
I just need you to open up. <laughs> yeah, you're always staring at my butt. What is it? <laughs> I think I'm pr- I'm I'm pretty forgiving if if like we everybody has some dark secret. So if you look on someone's computer and you found it, I'd probably be pretty forgiving because you got to go, well, everybody's got something. And that's uh, brings me back what I don't like about Twitter is the mob lynchings where everybody's so righteous. It's like, are you kidding? What what about when the mob comes for you, you crazy? I mean, I love the I love being No, I'm talking. I love the mob. That's crazy. Or even no, but I do agree. Even just sometimes like No, I, it is you, funny when someone that ab, sorry James, absolutely no. sucks gets destroyed and ridiculed. I love that. But often it happens you know when it's that people are looking for it too hard and oh, the person's yeah. kind of could be mostly found innocent. I and then they like just when people do that to me because then I can go crazy. Yeah, you go. So hard people try back. to cancel oh, you. Well, yeah, not so or not much cancel, anymore, but, but like, you know, or call you on something. Once I said something about how I, uh, you know, I thought it was crazy when people were like outwardly annoyed at like a baby crying in public for a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that like, was huge. I was like, relax, you know, like it's, yeah, it's a baby. It will stop crying. Like no one wants this baby to cry. Everyone, it's not the parents' I mean, fault. The parents are trying to make it like it's humiliating for everyone. And then people were like, okay, but I'm autistic. <laughs> but I'm autistic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's like, yeah, okay, this it's not funny that you're autistic, but also. Yeah, it's like obviously I'm not talking about someone with like sensory issues. Also, I mean, I just don't think like <laughs> it's an no autism and is gonna be like fuck you, baby. You know. And what were you supposed to yeah. say, with the exception of people with autism? Why doesn't everyone just relax? Yeah. You know, like yeah. whatever. And but yeah, like every I, tweet has to come with a long list, like side effects <laughs> of a me- like a medication. I was like, no, like usually I ignore it, but I was like so bored that I did just keep getting mad that was a big event i do remember people, that um to the point where they were like okay well like this isn't fair anymore <laughs> because i kept going <laughs> but you know like if i didn't have that outlet like i i would be doing something worse in real life so the autistic person's mad at the crime baby or well the, here's the thing it wasn't yeah. even autistic people saying it to me it was people who were speaking through, on behalf of like this yeah. invisible autistic person that they heard about. So it was like a. Oh, str- it so was, it was a, someone being like. No, it was a straight bull- oh my white god, person. I was, like, bullying someone with autism, <laughs> James. Oh my god, no. Okay. It was, no, no, no. Okay. Like, I was not going off on some floor. I thought you were ar- Okay. No, it was like people being like, well, some people have sensory issues. It's like, yeah, I, I understand, but also yeah. I'm not talking about them. I'm yeah. not talking about someone who can't mentally handle a baby crying what do you think about people now that don't need to functionally do anything in life anymore because they have adhd i say get your ass up and work oh (laughs) get your ass up and work you little bitch yeah come on money to make yeah i think i have adhd too and i still did stuff no one knows how to do anything. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah. just get over it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, I think you're Have right. You Pull up your boot. normal boob- is what I want to say. <laughs> Pull up your bootstraps and be normal. Yeah, I say be normal. It's not that hard. I, I Everyone does it every day. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Everyone's trying so hard to not be normal now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm neuro-unnormal. <laughs> 
hetero unnormal. You don't have to tell me that twice. <laughs> yeah, that's my new thing. I'm going to say I'm neuro unnormal. Yeah. I have some neuro... What's it called? Neurodiverse? Diver- <laughs> divergence? I have neurodiverse. <laughs> my brain needs more diversity in it. <laughs> Uh, it's like when people go like, yeah, and I have mental health. You, you ever hear yeah. that? People just say like, yeah. oh, and like, you know, he has mental health. I've yeah. never heard that. People, people I think we all have TV mental say, health. If people on reality TV say it all the time. And they talk about like being a little bit woo-woo by saying mental health. I have men- mental health? I, you know, I have mental health. Ah, I love a good, beautiful woman with mental health. Well, you know. Two big mental health. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i don't know it's uh it's totally fine to be neuro unnormal as we were i said we're such a progressive society now totally it's very right. nice to don't bring it into my house yeah just do it not in front of me no no but like <laughs> but um there's other things to talk about is what i'm getting at like flowers are pretty you know what i mean yeah yeah animals yeah. are interesting the ones that are left uh, absolutely i Cows, watched those chickens i watched a monkey video today and i loved it i did i love i saw it on x a monkey oh, was okay i'll go back on x yeah. i missed my monkey video. oh they were oh gorillas God, or something apes daily there's an account apes daily what or something it's just like monkey. you know the one that i love the most you know the gorilla that's spinning around real fast in a little pool no no what please i must i love i i've seen everything it screws me up watching monkeys because you can see how they're just like us yeah yeah thank you it's it actually messes me up i watched a video today and it would look like a couple these two kind of gorillas and one gorilla is in a bad mood and the other gorilla keeps tapping his or her back like hey hey and he or she is like get off get off me but they were being playful it was so weird it was really I, like uh, people. Like married with children. Yeah. And he kept <laughs> the, the male monkey had his hand down his pants and, uh, and Bud like, was there. Oh, and, yeah. And then, sex with me? and then the monkey daughter came in the room and oh, everyone yeah. at the zoo went, Woo! <laughs> Imagine being at the zoo and a hot monkey walks in <laughs> and everyone goes, Whoa. There was, there was a gorilla. Did you guys remember the sexy gorilla? No. I'm saying this like it's. I think I shouldn't remember this. It was this gorilla at a zoo in Japan that the schoolgirls loved. He was hot? He was hot. Oh, my God. It reminds me of that guy. Just Google sexy gorilla Japan. It'll be the first. I've Googled it a million times. Okay. (laughs) Sexy gorilla. Sexy. And he honestly looked like a man. And I got to a point where I loved gorillas so much that I was... Like, if I was around a gorilla, it wouldn't hurt me. Like, I truly believe that it would sense my love and respect for it. And it would treat me like if when they find babies in the forest. This yeah. is this is the, the sec- beginning he- of the film Grizzly Man. <laughs> this is a hot uh, gorilla. That guy? Yeah, yeah. right? That guy? Look at how he's, first of all, that's yeah, swag. <laughs> What's that called? That kind of alpha stance? He does have swag. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's hot. Like you know those. <laughs> Look at him. He's like. Damn. You know? He looks like he wrote a book. He he literally looks like he wrote a book. <laughs> Look at that! Are you kidding me? Look at him. 
I would go to the yeah. zoo. Yeah. Well, you know I what? I would go to the zoo if these were the gorillas. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I mentioned wow. earlier. He maybe looks like not um, on the Thor guy. Chris he Hemsworth. Can be, he can be an actor. Yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned this when we were recording or not, but I mentioned it earlier about kind of reversing type 2 diabetes with workout and exercise. But I, unfortunately, I still have this little ape's belly. I could show you guys later. Sure. But now this guy's making me feel not bad about it. No, I don't feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> that gorilla had a big butt and a bit of a belly. <laughs> Just and, like me. Yeah. Oh, Chris does have a thick butt. <laughs> Check it out. I, I'm not going to. Check it. That's, I can't harass you. It's well. okay. I'm neuro unnormal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even more why I can't harass so you. So what if I found out your passwords and there's Chris's butt all over your laptop? Uh, that's a secret. She's only human. Do you guys remember when a prisoner, his headshot or his uh, mugshot blew up online because yes. he was so sexy? You want to know what happened to him? What? Okay. He got really famous, became a model. He ended up dating and having a baby with this British, the British billionaire who owns Topshop and all these high street stores, his daughter. He's, he had a what? baby with his daughter. What, did, he, what was he going to prison for? It was murder, though, wasn't it? It wasn't something that bad. Okay, good. No, I don't know. I'm so he's just a guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One murder. <laughs> okay. He was just a guy who blew up online because he was... You don't remember this? No. Prison Bay. He had Prison Bay. That's what they called him, yeah. Uh. He had blue eyes. Remember when everybody liked... Um, I was going to say John Wayne Gacy, but not him. The other guy. John... Ted. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Um, while you're looking for that, Chris, okay, so do you guys remember Luca Magnata? Yes. The guy who did those terrible murders? Yeah. So I was reading about him, and oh, he yeah. got engaged, and then I read that he found- That's the cat guy? Is he in jail? The cat He's killer? Engaged. He's in prison for, I think, forever, probably. He got engaged using an inmate dating website that anyone can go on, so- I go on the website, not because I'm looking for a boyfriend on the inmate. <laughs> I was just so curious sure. as to what it looked like. But I spent so much time. He's gorgeous. Okay, Chris just showed me the hot inmate. He's yeah, he looks Sorry like to he interrupt. I just found is it, on the OC or He something. got arrested in a gang sweep. He was a crip, I believe. So, oh, yeah, you're right. He, he might not have I don't fully... Think he's, that. he's protecting his neighborhood. Or... Yeah, come on. Yeah. yeah. He's noble. He's protecting <laughs> old men playing... <laughs> dominoes? <laughs> I watch Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but sorry. Oh, yes. But the prison uh, dating Weapons. Website, That's it. All I spent so much time on it that I was like, <laughs> okay, manslaughter, big <clears throat> deal. Like, I was like, you know, like, it was just kind of like, yeah, like, if someone's charged for manslaughter, like, that could be anything. Like He might have been yeah. defending himself. Yeah. All the men had so many requirements it was like looking for a beautiful woman who's so sexy and smart like all these things and then i look on the women's one and they're just like i just want someone to care for to care for yeah like who will care about me and who i can care about women in prison so the so the men still had all these crazy ideas and it's like dude you're in jail for 25 years for like terrorism or whatever (laughs) and you're being picky about the sexy women you get and all these Poor, beautiful prison women are like just anyone. Uh, just like I just a want, nice man. I just want love. God, that is really, uh, you know, telling. It's telling. You know, men have a long way to go when they don't even change in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Wait, yeah, like, you know, should I go out with her? She's not hot enough. Man. Yeah. And you're like in jail for life. Yeah. No fat chick. <laughs> it was. Shut up in there. It was Sorry. literally <laughs> shit like that. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'll send you the website. Could, you could any part That's of you cool. understand? But is Luca Magnata the guy who killed the guy imitating basic instinct or yeah, whatever? Yeah, the ice pick. Oh, That's great crazy. Movie, but, mm. Could you understand the point of view at, at all of like finding a, a man in prison, I guess, sort of like, I mean, some people must find it something about it alluring or it wouldn't be a thing. Hey, listen, as a single <laughs> woman in the city... I'm glad a guy will be locked up and have to deal with him every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have to deal with him. You know he's not going to be out at the club yeah. meeting other women. I know exactly where he is at all times. <laughs> and if he's domineering, too, you can just lie. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. What are you do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I was home, at home. At, I was home at 10. I wasn't, you know. Oh, I was home. I send him a letter that's going to get there in three months. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> do you think? I'm just waiting for you. <laughs> like, just do... Does everybody in jail get kind of a conjugal visit thing, or is that? I was uh, just gonna ask. Is that just on TV? Yeah, like, and part of me thinks, oh, it probably never happens, and part of me thinks maybe it happens for everyone, and it's really common. You get your, your wife comes by every Sunday. I, don't I wonder know. whose job it is to get the space ready. Oh yeah, right. Like, what would Luca Magnata like in his, uh, you know, hotel room? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> ice pick. <laughs> do you get to earn the conjugal? I kind of think if you yeah. murdered someone, yeah, how do you? sorry, but you don't get a conjugal visit. That's my two cents, or something really heinous and violent. But yeah. if you robbed a bank, or you know, Man you didn't yeah. get some slaughter, why not? Get yours. So l- the other night, uh, my wife and I were watching a movie, and it reminded us of us, us of Goodfellas. And then we were like, God, Goodfellas is so good. And my wife's not as much as uh, a movie buff as I am, but she likes the good stuff. Like, you know, uh, Roberto Rosalini or whatever his name (laughs) is. You know, like she likes that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Old French New Wave and stuff. But she loves Goodfellas, which to me, our generation, we all know it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. But also like... Karen. I think teen boys grew up being like good fellas. We're we're the good fellas. But anyways, <laughs> revisiting now as an adult, it is so good. It's incredible. But when she goes to visit Henry in prison to give him stuff, like to figure out what they're gonna do, the, uh, Scorsese does this pan of all the pandemonium in the prison r- visiting room. And one guy is getting a BJ in front of everyone from his girlfriend or wife. I don't remember I don't think that. People do that. I was wondering. That's what I was getting to. I did a long, long intro, but that's what I was getting to. Can I, I get a BJ that. in here? <laughs> I don't think I'd want. I wouldn't want my prison mates to see my wife giving me a BJ. Well, Let's maybe leave it's that a, to the imagination. But maybe it's a dominant thing too. So then you go yeah, back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not asking your D because look, I got my. Oh, I see. D asked. Yeah. But don't you think of guy, uh, whatever? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting my DS for strategy. And then someone's like, you know, we've been in prison for a while now. Should we still be saying D and S instead of the real words? It's actually a chapter in Art of War. Get your DS in prison. <laughs> Make sure they see. <laughs> you Let know, your I, enemies see. Have you ever looked? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen um, people link to like prison Reddit or prison message boards and stuff or um 
people can write from there or like, I remember seeing a Reddit that was like, someone was posting, I'm going to prison. Like, what should I expect? And seeing like people who've been in jail explain it is so fascinating to me. It's so scary. I'd be so scared to go to jail. Please. I'm trying so hard to be a good boy. Never want to go. Me neither. I'd be I'm trying so hard to be good. Chris would be, I mean, the conjugal visits stuff. I hate to say this, but well, well, I'm not going to say it, but whatever. I, I don't know. I think I'd be toast in jail. Mike would be big time toast. You'd probably be okay. Chris, think, Chris I, will be I, funny, I charming. They'll be like, hey, he's the funny guy. I don't think you'd do that badly, Chris. I think I, you could make it work. You're cooler. Here's two c- contrasting things. Luckily in high school, I did get what you were saying. While other guys my age in the beginning were getting wedgies, mm-hmm. the older kids were like, he's cool. Forget it. Yeah, so yeah. luckily I got through on that. I was the funny guy <clears throat> who would also just like take a hit off a joint or a beer if he passed it to me. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, Andrew Johnson was trolling me one night after, comedian Andrew Johnson, after a Laugh Sabbath show. And he said that you were a top and someone else, who, Tom? I don't remember. Was a top, and he said I was a bottom. <laughs> and that made me so mad. But I don't know why, because no offense to any bottoms, but for me personally, my tastes, I was like, <laughs> I don't think so. I really don't think so. Right. So uh, according to Andrew, comedian Andrew Johnson, You're a bottom. If I went to prison, Maybe he was because th- he knew the people would like you. See, I like think my, I uh, think as a, as a person. people would like Chris. Yes. And men like Chris. Let's be real. They do. Men find you attractive. Sometimes gay men. So then I probably so what in what way do you mean I would do well in prison? I think but okay, I, here's the thing. I think you have to okay. I think, I think you, you mean like I just have tons of boyfriends <laughs> beating the shit out of my ass. <laughs> do well <laughs> and he pictured me being like Aah! no no i was saying it which in, is like it's not wrong to it do nice it way. it's just I meant, no i meant it as i think you wouldn't have to join a group i don't think you'd have to become a white supremacist <clears throat> i think people would be like oh yeah like i don't have to worry about chris he's not a snitch and i thought that too he's oh not, he's not chris, gonna like damn thanks crazy. well this is nice i don't need to kill him for whatever yeah. reason he got a bj when his wife visited him in front of us <laughs> i know like, he's funny he brings a lot and yeah. people <laughs> underestimate how much humor you need. Yeah. Oh, you oh, need to yeah. brighten your day. You'd be kind of the court jester. Chris is very well, good in social seen, uh, situations. Chris is Have you guys seen charming. the Ra- Rashomon? No, um, uh, Ran, mm, the uh, no. Kurosawa. Well, it's based on King Lear anyways. Mm-hmm. But the the fool is the last man standing. Oh, wow. What does that yeah. mean? That means you got to play dumb. Oh, the but fool he is talks the last shit in front of everybody in a funny way, and they eat it. Whereas if anybody else does it, you get, we do that at last Sabbath. We go, we go hard. Yeah, we that, say some stuff. You know what? And I, this is really. If pathetic. you're not the king, you can say it. That's true. You know, there's a Canadian <laughs> sci-fi movie called Cube, and spoiler alert: the last one left is an autistic guy. So he Full probably circle. took that. He probably took that from. But, you know, that movie you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he was, he, he was, anyway. No, you mean the autistic guy. I mean, the autistic guy was a fan of King Lear. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I want to make movies like that. Interesting. Oh, yeah, Cube. 
Yeah, and like or radio. Kurosawa. I am Sam. Oh. <laughs> Good God! I know yeah, what happened what to the that. What the heck happened to that? Trend? Everybody was like, "Yeah, everybody had their version of the that movie." Oh my God! Who was who sent me a clip? Someone sent me a clip recently of a movie, and Rosie O'Donnell was portraying. Someone yeah, Rosie with O'Donnell went hard. Have you not seen the trailer for oh, it? Oh dear God! It didn't. Okay, age we're watching well. it. Yeah, we're watching it. I mean, they re- people really. I mean, I guess it's like that joke in um, Tropic but, Thunder. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, people really yeah. went for it back in the day. No, I am Sam is. I think of I Am Sam, and like, honestly, uh, there is buried deep down in an actor's ego some sense of nobility, maybe, when they want to give these uh, different stories, the big screen on the, mm-hmm. at the Cineplex Varsity <laughs> Theater <laughs> with popcorn and M&Ms or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. They're like, whenever Sean Penn is very self-righteous outspoken drip Mm. for the most part i find and whenever he's in the news again for saying something completely humorless (laughs) and annoying i just think of i am sam (laughs) (laughs) and it saves me because chris rock was hosting the oscars a long time ago and he made a just a casual running gag about jude law being in everything that year uh, saying like even if you check the credits jude law was uh catering and mm-hmm. doing the working the lights or a grip and then sean penn comes on after and goes to our host uh jude law is one of our finest actors working today oh god and ever Great. since then i've just been like i am sam bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah i honestly if I met him, I would just ask him about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for interview. letting me get that out. Like, so let's go back to 2001. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it. I would love you to interview Sean Penn and just like have him talk about like, I went over to where there's war and I walked around and I saw that there was war there and it's not good. And you could be like, and, and I am Sam. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. he's trying to talk that about. Reminds me of a scene uh, in one of your films. <laughs> I am Sam. Yeah, <laughs> you work at a Starbucks. Beep beep. <laughs> Before we get to this week's evil man, Chris, you were going to let everybody know about a show coming up. Oh my God, guys, listen to this Thursday, August twenty fourth at eight p.m. at the Paradise Theater here in Toronto. We're doing Evil Men Live. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Special guests, Sean Cullen, Ben Stagger, and it's hosted by the one and only Jackie Pirico. That's insane, eh, James? That's insane. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Now, do your impression of Mike saying that's insane. That is insane. That's insane. What, are we going to order food from Italy? It's going to be insane, and Mike's going to be back. He'll be there, and we'll be having a blast laughing our butts off, and so will you. So get your tickets on our Instagram or Twitter account. The links are in the bio. Bam, they're selling out fast, so grab yours now. Evil Men Live at the Paradise Theater in Toronto, Thursday, August 24th, 8 p.m. We'll see you there. Don't even wear a coat. Also want to say that... uh, Sophia is helping us out again, but the warehouse changed. It's not the warehouse anymore yeah. for present day gifts, which she still runs. 
Uh, but she has a store in the junction here now called Ba Bazaar. That's right. We're recording in Ba Bazaar, and it's beautiful in here, literally. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, you came in, and you already know this store. Oh yeah, it's a. I want to own. It wants. I want to change my life when I come here. It's really. I want everything to be beautiful and peaceful. It's cute, cool, peaceful, beautiful. Everything in here is awesome. I know my wife and Jackie spent like an afternoon looking around in here. So, Sophia, thanks again. Right in the junction in yeah, Toronto. Yeah, right in the junction in Toronto. Thanks again for having us in here to record. We didn't have a space tonight, and you you always help us out. But check out Ba Bazaar and also presentdaygifts.ca. That's still up and running and doing great, and you can use Evil Men as the promo code. I think. Yeah. Try it. Try it. 10% off. And then the last thing we're going to mention is check out our page. Also, great job on those, Chris. You're Thanks. good. I grew up in uh, watching TV. <laughs> uh, also, check out patreon.com slash evil men. If you sign up, you get two bonus episodes a month. We're going to have one with Sarah. And uh, you can join our Discord. Patreon.com slash evil men. And you know what, James? Hmm? I thought I needed to leave the Discord so that I can get some work done. Yeah. But it's too boring without it. So I'm back on the Discord Woo! with you, chatting it up with all our fans, and it's really, really fun and informative. It is fun, and uh, you can join it at patreon.com slash evilmen. See you there. <laughs> so, Sarah, you picked the evil man this week. Who did you pick? A Mr. Dick... Clark. Yes. The New Year's Eve guy? Yeah. <laughs> what the? I know. Could you? Okay. Well, he is evil for sure. He's not like a murderer. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Or like he didn't create like a policy to hurt people. So, right. You know, he flies under the radar. Mm-hmm. What's uh, his carbon footprint like? I've been reading about the environment a lot these days. Probably huge because he was alive for a while. Yeah, right. And he and probably didn't care about taking a lot of flights. I'm going to guess. I don't think he cared at all. He was not taking the train. He was not taking no. the bus. <laughs> no, he riding sure as hell wasn't riding a bike. No. Damn. Well, how did he look young for his whole life? That's pretty spooky. Yeah, because Sarah, when you suggested him, you brought up how he was known as... America's oldest teenager, which is kind of gross. Disgusting. That's yeah. a disgusting way to refer to someone. It's a disgusting title to want to take. Yeah. Imagine being like, oh, the oldest teenager. He had a wife and kids, and you're calling him the oldest teenager? It would be a kind of a bummer now that I think about it if Chris was like, yeah, I'm known as Canada's oldest teenager. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Party on, dude. Let me have pizza at your house, kids. You know, actually, I chose this because i was looking up adam sandler uh his wife in particular because i was like who's his wife um she was an extra on big daddy Um, (laughs) because it ain't me (laughs) they got married on dick clark's property and i was like no way i was like isn't dick clark a bad man because like i i love adam sandler the way people do who grew up watching his movies yeah Yeah. but he doesn't seem like a great guy i mean like he's adam sandler i mean he seems like he's very nice to people but he's you know, been a Republican for a while. <gasps> I knew that. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know, like he's close with Rob Schneider, which says a lot. <laughs> I did wonder why he didn't, yeah, put the block on Rob Schneider. I don't know if he's still. Maybe he's like a never Trump Republican. Yeah, but he was a Republican like actively up until Trump. That we know of. He's a fiscally Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
He's one of those guys. Uh, that's not to say he's not like very funny and charming. And I'm sure, right. you know, like everyone has like a story of someone who met him and he was so nice and blah, blah, blah. But I was yeah. like, you know, he has to be a little bit evil. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I just remembered Dick Clark was evil. Dick Clark has just a face that is etched into my mind permanently, but I don't, I, I basically didn't know anything about him, but just living a, your life, you, you just, just see, his, see face. his face and it's like in your head as this sort of white man, handsome-ish white man yeah. with a part. And then, you know, Ryan Seacrest came along. Oh, so you never yeah. had to think about Dick Clark again. You want to know something crazy? I used to watch the show Blind Date with uh, Roger Lodge. It's probably before your time. And, um, Ryan Seacrest was on it, but it was before he was really famous and he was just a DJ in Atlanta and he looked really different, like a radio DJ. Oh. He wasn't polished and he like was not in as nearly as good shape and he had like a weird hair. Like he kind of looked, kind of dressed like a nerd. Do people think he's insane? I bet he, he is. seems insane. He has you can't yeah. be that polished for camera, I feel like, and not have so many demons. <laughs> so I just looked at a picture of Dick Clark mm. and like I get it. Sometimes, like you were saying on your podcast, sometimes people get mad saying you guys go too hard on white men. Yeah. Well, I get that, especially when you see Dick Clark's face, you get that instant like, yeah, uh, bad, bad white bad. man. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I push back because I'm like, but I'm a sensitive white man who tries <laughs> uh, tries to be careful. <laughs> and then you see a picture of Dick Clark, you're like, nah, get him. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, boys. Yeah, it's like clear that it's like, yeah, this is creepy. Something I think will... anyone who's that on is bad. Well, shall I tell you about Dick Clark? He was born in 1929 near New York City. And uh, at the age of 10, he decided he wanted to work in radio. So he went to Syracuse University. And uh, in 1951, he graduated with a minor in radio. So while he was still in school, he, t he got some part-time jobs at radio stations in upstate New York. And Chris, he used the fake name Dick Clay. And I thought, what was he like? Well, Dick Clark will never work for showbiz. I know. How about Dick Clay? Okay, so we were talking about uh, hot men in prison uh, earlier. Yeah. There's that famous story. I forget who it was. Like John Dillinger or someone like that escaped from prison while carving a gun mm -hmm. uh, out of like wood. And holding it against a guard's back. I think it was Dillinger. Wow. But uh, I just pictured Dick Clark making a dick out of clay <laughs> yeah. to get out of prison. You can't tell me that didn't occur to him. Let me out of prison. I got a huge dick right here. <laughs> it's made out of clay, but... <laughs> oh, Dick Clark's getting a blowjob in prison from his wife, but he doesn't reveal that it's just clay. Yeah, there's, there's wet clay all over her teeth and lips. <laughs> Did he almost throw up? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, but Dick Clay, yeah, paints quite Dick the Clay picture. Dick Clay is insane. Dick, yeah, you okay. can. Also, why would you choose the way your name ends to start your new last name? There's no separate. Dick Clay? Dick Clay. Dick right. Clay. Dick yeah. Clay. I mean, yeah. Like Clark is the same thing, but at least it ends, you know, like there's like an end to Clark. It's just a yes. dumb name. Yeah. It's a dumb Dick name. Clay? I'm Dick yeah. Clay. No, even in comedy, like. Uh, stand up people say like if you want a funnier punchline end it on a word that's like Kuh. like that's why fuck and dick do so well that's in comedy that's why they're famous words yeah 
I thought it was because they were bad words. I didn't know it was because they ended. No, they're famous because they, they work. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Dick Clay on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. That's evil already. Well, and... Uh, evil name choice. His first TV hosting job in the 50s was on a show called Cactus Dick and the Santa Fe Riders. And is that a different dick? This is just Mad Libs barf everywhere. It's, it's like... It's like no one knew how to make jokes about stuff like that in the past. And they just yeah. crazy <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. And not think twice about the words dick and cactus yeah. and is clay you, being in the name Do you have cactus dick? Try some dick clay. <laughs> Good God. I know. Um, I had a great. So wait, can you say the title of that? Cactus Dick and the Santa Fe Riders. Who are the Santa Fe Riders? I don't know. I just imagine cowboys. Yeah. I'm picturing like a salad that has tortilla chips in it. (laughs) 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 Can I get the Santa Fe Riders? Cactus Dick and the Santa Fe yeah, Salad I'll Riders. Get a Chipotle burrito and yeah, some Santa Fe Riders would be great. Yeah. Do you want cactus dick sauce? <laughs> um, after school, he moved to a suburb of Philadelphia and got a job on a radio station ding, there. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, that's actually ding. about Dick Clark, that yeah. song. <laughs> uh, and, and he stopped being called Dick Clay. Let went, me tell you the story about Clark. how I became Dick of Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> So he's Dick Clark again. He's in Philadelphia. He's hanging out with Will and Jazzy Jeff. And he gets a great. a job at a radio station there. Nice. Dick Clay or Dick Clark? Dick Clark. He's he's dropped the clay. Okay. okay. The clay is gone. <laughs> in the big mounds on the sidewalk. <laughs> so this radio station he's at, it had an affiliated TV station. And that TV station had a show called Bob Horn's Bandstand. Oh, it was local to Philadelphia. Right. And Dick Clark would fill in as host sometimes. Well, as it happened, stroke of luck for Dick, old Bob Horn got busted for drinking and driving and got fired. So they said, well, let's just make Dick Clark the full-time host of Bandstand. I'm surprised you even got in trouble for drinking and driving. I know, that's not yeah. the crazy thing to happened in the past didn't they always do that weren't they always on crack and smoking while pregnant and driving yeah yeah what year was this 1928 19 uh <laughs> the 50s the 50s yeah still doesn't make sense all the time oh yeah. yeah the doctor prescribed beer i feel like if a cop pulled you over for you car drunk, sickness he'd be like uh, <laughs> okay be careful there pal yeah give me some yeah give me some <laughs> so this was pretty huge for dick that guy sam horn Getting dr- I just want to say earlier you said stroke of luck for Dick <laughs> and now huge Dick. <laughs> I did, yeah. I'm sorry, you know my. Honestly, I I just see Dick as the name now. Good. He's just a man to me. Right. Yeah. It's not short the for thing. Richard, short for Richard. It's better short to not Richard. think of the thing, anyways. Good. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, Bob Horn getting busted for drinking and yeah, driving. Horn and Dick. What is this place? (laughs) They hire a horn, they hire a dick. What the the hell? What's next? Uh, Are they going to give the show to Jimmy Honker? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No one says honkers anymore, you know? uh, We're bringing it back. I really think you choosing Dick Clark was uh, like, yeah, home run. 
Yeah, I mean, we haven't even really gone into it yet. I won't let you get into it. <laughs> the odds that we wouldn't go down multiple rabbit holes <laughs> suggesting he's an actual dick were yeah. slim. Please look up if Clark means anything in slang. It's got to. Mm. Mm. Nice Clark. Clark Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking Clark, dude. <laughs> You're a dick. Oh, yeah. You're a clerk. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> anyway, so Dick Clark is now the host of the show Bandstand. And this was huge for him because not long after he became host, ABC decided to pick it up and make it national. So in 1957, American Bandstand debuted across America. Bandstand, so this show, they would basically play records and you'd watch people dance. You'd probably, you know, you've probably seen clips of it. Later on, they'd have add live performances too. And this show took off. Uh, Dick Clark had a natural rapport with the live teenage audience and the teenagers liked him, but he was also clean cut and very non-threatening to parents and TV audiences. So this was like this really introduced rock and roll okay. to the public, apparently. I just need to pause right there. Please. Okay, there's like, what, three channels on TV at that time? Yes. They're worried about someone being non-threatening. Like, what else was on TV? I just don't understand, like, what the competition was here. Like, what what was so scary on TV that Dick Clark, they needed Dick Clark? That's Sorry, a great I missed point. this because I was looking to see if Clark meant anything in slang. <laughs> So this means you're bad Dick, at everything. Dick Clark was non-threatening. <laughs> it's it's like rock yeah. and roll, which is a little scary. But you yeah. had Dick Clark as host, so people were like, "Okay, I can I can live live with this right. rock and roll." Well, yeah. So what year is this? Fifty-seven. Yeah. So Ed Sullivan's on. He he introduces Elvis's gyrating hips. I saw that in the movie. Right. Mm. Big part, right? Big part. The guy that played Elvis, he's really fucking handsome, eh? Beautiful man. Jesus Christ, that makes me hate my face. Oh, that guy. No, don't you got a great face. But in a nice way, in that oh, his is good. But no, it's not that nice. I feel bad. I loathe my face after <laughs> seeing his crazy, face. That's crazy, man. No. That's crazy. You're That's fucking crazy, crazy man. man. Oh, yeah? You're going to say my face is as good as his face? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm sorry. What do you it's want to do? True. <laughs> it's too late. I'm out of here. <laughs> But yeah, so you got Ed Sullivan <laughs> showing teen girls and whoever is interested, Elvis's gyrating hips. Mm-hmm. You need Dick Clark's face to go up against Elvis's pelvis. <laughs> Dick versus pelvis. <laughs> well, pelvis Dickly. Speaking to your idea that there's like three channels. Yeah. A year later, they also gave Dick Clark a Saturday night variety show which was originally called the Dick Clark Saturday Night Beach Nut Show. What the hell is that? <laughs> anyway, <coughs> his variety Beach show... Beach Nut's safe. And not if you step on them without a sandal on. His variety show had viewership that exceeded 20 million. So this is why so he lasted so long. Because people had three channels and, you know, yeah. so the viewership... This is why he lasted so long. He helped all these giant execs who we hate today... He fostered them into this industry. Yes. yes. He carried them he on. Featured, That's evil he featured right there. a band. He was a gateway for us into saying yes, master, if he to featured, the Hollywood execs. If he featured a band or a musical act, they were guaranteed a huge sales boost after right, appearing. Right, right. Um, Which they felt also, safe. He shouldn't. Well, we'll get into this, but mm-hmm. no man should have that power. 
He's not a tastemaker. He's just a guy. He's just right. a, he's a guy. guy. Someone else drove drunk. Yeah, good point, Sarah. Jesus Christ. You never know how what's going to come at you in this world. Yeah, it was definitely all about money for him, for sure. Um, but yeah, he's considered like a star maker. And he moves to L.A., uh, especially due to the popularity of new uh, surf groups in Southern California. Right. Bandstand ran every day, Monday to Friday, until 63, and then weekly until 1988. That's too long. Yep. By I'm the time, literally sick of it already. By, <laughs> by the time of its cancellation, the show had become the longest-running variety show in TV history. By the way, before we move on, for people in Toronto, do you remember there was a show called Electric Circus? You probably oh were too young. God. No, I, okay. I loved Electric. Oh Circus. yeah, Monica Diol. I was hello. I was a kid, and my sisters. I have two older sisters, and like we'd, I would watch Electric Circus when they'd watch it, and I'd be like, "This is what being an adult is." <laughs> like I was like, "This is grown up." Because that's yeah, the same this is idea. What going to work is. Yeah. <laughs> Because the cowboy guy with the like, <laughs> see the, whatever the, ah, oh, what was that mesh shirt? Do you remember oh, him? Oh, barely. He was so good. But if, if if you didn't see it on Friday nights on City TV, I think they would have a show where they just play music at City TV and like people would dress up like for a nightclub and dance. dance. And that was the whole show. In window in front of a window, and people would stand outside and watch, and then you'd watch it on TV, and they would listen to drug music yeah <laughs> <laughs> now i know it's mm-hmm. they were all yeah. on drugs i thought right. they were just having fun mm. moses nimer gave them the drugs i'm sure <laughs> i i would watch just kidding movie. don't sue me <laughs> and they would like do rave dancing with their hands you know like yeah the yeah fast hand stuff i bet there's full episodes on yeah. youtube it would be really fun to watch I electric remember- circus collected all the people of toronto because the population then was 1,000. <laughs> so Electric Circus collected the whole population of Toronto that you didn't want to talk to and showed you these are the guys. <laughs> did you, okay, did you guys like know about the process to getting in? Like, no. I don't know it at all. I guess no. I'm just wondering if you guys knew it. No, no clue. I do remember. I never looked into it for I've seen some a reason. clip where uh, Corey Feldman performed at Electric Circus, oh though. My God. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. His song. Anyway. So, a bunch of big acts got their start on Bandstand, I guess. Ike and Tina Turner, Smokey Robinson, The Beach Boys, Prince, Buddy Holly, and I, Mother Earth. Just kidding about I, Mother Earth. Just (laughs) kidding, but the other ones are true. That scared me. Uh, In 1990, someone said that over two-thirds of people who've been initiated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame had their TV debuts on American Bandstand. And we're looking at the Illuminati like they're the bad guys. It's just Dick Clark. Just Dick Clark. Now, uh, Sarah, I think you made a note about this point. This one, the evil kind of starts in my opinion. Okay, because Dick Clark was kind of credited as being helpful to non-white performers, ending the show's all-white policy by featuring black artists such as Chuck Berry, and uh, that also uh, ended the show's uh, policy of no acts who videotape people in the bathroom policy. Also. <laughs> But um, yeah. So like, so people sort of credit Dick Clark. Some people as like he was good for oh, oh, yeah. people of color. Well, like, oh, he didn't see color. He the music was good. You're allowed on bandstand. Right. That's what the chatter was about. <laughs> I'm just making. I know. <laughs> I'm acting like I was around when people were talking about <laughs> back in and 1960. Was about how he was so woke. They kept going. That guy's so woke. <laughs> 
So in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, the reporter asked Dick Clark, why do you get your hands into everything? And Dick Clark said, quote, the problem with you is that you're a liberal and I'm a fucking whore. Dick Clark said that, and that interview haunted well, him. Okay, yes. So that whole thing with that interview was very controversial uh, because it was like someone... He, he called someone a whore? He, he himself. Whore. He's a whore. All he well, cares about is money, he admits. Yeah, so I think it was actually a Rolling Stone journalist. It was that guy who... Um, uh, I believe it was um, Ben what? Torres. It just oh, okay. shows you, even though he's calling himself that, it shows you that Dick Clark thinks of other people... Well, in that term so it, it just that's the whole point is that he made it seem like you know he rebranded yeah. as over the years when he would talk about letting black people on the show it would constantly become more and more of a moral issue rather than the original one which was i'm it a makes sense so he <laughs> yeah so that he's a big slut and <laughs> so it, it started off with him being like oh well because there's rock and roll, which is a new thing. Black people invented it. We gotta have. We gotta cover our bases and, and have you, black people on the show. And you know, at the time, oh, I noticed white kids really like black music. Yes. And I could make money from that. Right. He changed the he, revisionist history as time went on. Yes. And then, as it went on, this is the part that pisses me off. Okay. So that whole thing happens. Uh, you know, he was basically just willing to do whatever it took for ratings. Uh, and then, so in 1976, he admitted that making the show integrated was just because to cover his bases. And then Soul Train started becoming popular. Right. So that became competition for American Bandstand because right. Soul Train was cool. People were actually dancing. It was like, groovy music mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then he started a show called soul unlimited no way okay. put soul Train right. off the air and then <laughs> reverend jesse jackson actually spoke to the vice president <laughs> and oh was my like God. About, soul unlimited? about soul unlimited so actually abc ended up taking soul unlimited off the air yeah uh and then american bandstand and soul chain were always kind of in competition for a while. Um, But then that's kind of when he started changing his tune about letting black people be on the show, about it being like, well, we just had to have the best art. Like, you know, when it was always just like a money thing for him or a ratings thing for him. But they still didn't even let black kids be on the show in the audience for a while while black acts were on stage. No way. Yeah. So so basically... This is juicier than I thought. He's painted as... He was not a racist at a time when society was very racist, mm-hmm. but really he was just like, how he can I make money? money? I put Soul Train out of business. I don't care. Yeah. Oh no, Soul Train's popular. We need to put funky clothes on Merle Haggard. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they dress Merle Haggard up or like Waylon Jennings up to look like Bootsy Collins. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Soul Unlimited... I mean, it probably didn't do... Like, ABC took it off air probably because it wasn't right. doing as well as Soul Train. Yeah, like a, that's... A black show. Oof, which, you know, right. That's uh, very and uncomfortable. You know what? In my mind, I was thinking of trying to remember bandstand clips I've seen. And actually, I think it's Soul Train that I'm thinking of. Yeah, and Soul Train I was... I feel like that had more resonance. And so when maybe? did Mel's Rock Pile come in? I don't know what that is. Oh, both of you? Oh, oh it was, sorry. I knew yeah, that was, was from a SCTV. Oh. Eugene Levy. It was funny. 
Um, I'll show you guys later. <laughs> to our listeners who get it, Mel's rock pile, am I right? <laughs> um, well, that's like very interesting. Um, yeah, this is way juicier than I thought. It's like he does what so many people still do, but he kind of like in a way pioneered this like weird thing about... I don't know. Like it's like right. that's a common tactic now. Just like yeah, and he's got. I worked at Vice. I know when people are trying to get black people's attention. Or like still <laughs> yeah, I remember I'd be in the office and some be like, "We should do something on Little Yachty," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh god, that pronouncement. <laughs> little Yachty. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it is obviously <clears throat> something that happens all the time, but right, you know. And he has this pristine image. There's an interesting, uh, an interesting thing about how his image got him out of huge trouble. Oh, uh, this is a good one. Chris. Yeah, you want to listen to this. You want to listen to this. So you I know th- the whole payola scandal. Do you know about that? No. So in 1960, the United States Senate investigated payola, which is the practice of music companies, record companies, basically paying broadcasters to favor their product. So, you know, record companies saying, hey, Bandstand, we'll give you this money. Will you play our band? And Dick Clark was accused of accepting payola. And I guess this was a huge scandal at the time. And Dick Clark had investments in 33 different record companies. And they would all profit handsomely when one of their bands appeared on his show. So he would have an investment in a record company and be like, why don't we put some band on for my record company? They blow up. He makes a ton of money on his investment, basically. So one example is Dick Clark had financial interests in a company called Jamie Records. And uh, so he invested $125, then featured some bands from it and made a profit of $31,000. So... right. He he said, quote, I feel like that's how record execs work. So <laughs> yeah. he's just like a weird de facto. Yeah. yeah. But, but remember, he's also, it's also channels. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was there's hugely influential. Yeah. And, and uh, in the, in the, um, to the Senate, he said, quote, believe me, this is not as unusual as it may seem. Yeah. I think the crime I have committed, if any, is that I made a great deal of money in a short time on little investment, but that's the record business. Um, yeah. so there was it's like if Doug Ford had stocks in Tim Hortons <laughs> and that's why he mentions yeah. the new breakfast sandwich during like, yeah, that's honestly, yes, <laughs> that is really weird how we randomly <laughs> Doug Ford yeah. would be like, they hey, use real the leg way, now. Anyways, Timmy's got a new donut. <laughs> you guys ought to try it anyway. Back to the economy. <laughs> it's really odd. Still enough money to go around to get that Timmy's donut. <laughs> <laughs> why does he do that? He has to have it's something really weird. I, I think it's like maybe that's his only cultural touchstone. Yeah, right. there's that too. Because like, yeah. <laughs> Rob was yeah. like, at least Rob, I guess, like I don't know, football or the Leafs or something. And yeah, Doug's like, oh, remember Doug tried a cooking show? I was just thinking, anyway, that disgusting pie. Yeah, what the hell like is up with him? Pie, like a cheesecake or a pie or something. He looks like a cheese yes. pie. He he looks like so full no, of he... blood that like if I like, took a, <laughs> like you know some men just like they're just full of blood yeah, yeah. butter and a blood. ton of blood if you like took a pin like it was just like like just blood would come gushing out <laughs> he oh looks like God. he hasn't pooped in ten years like a he, hole in a in a dam yeah, burst yes, yes he he's just yeah he's a uh, you know <laughs> I remember at Gawker someone came up with a thing where 
Uh, you, men either age wet or dry. <laughs> wet or dry. Oh my god. And he's a wet one. He's a wet yeah. one. <laughs> Why, do I want to be dry? What would you rather? How sh- what's a better way? Uh, I think it just path. Sometimes things just suit certain people, but like mm-hmm. you know, some guys are. Too Willem Dafoe is wet. Yeah. No, I feel like he's a little dry. He's dry. Fuck, who's wet? This is the only time you want to be mid, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about Harrison Ford? Dry as a bone. He's dry. He's dry. Yeah. He looks dusty. He's dry. Mm. He looks like dust blowing off a bone that you found in the desert. Can you think of, so? And Doug's a wet one. He's a wet one. I think a lot of men who look like, you know, they're just like, they're just like always sweaty. Mm. You know, okay. their cheeks are always rosy. Their yeah. hair's like kind of like. You mm-hmm. know, they're, they're just like you're just kind of like calm down. You know, like I hear you. you always look like you're running. When he <laughs> was yeah, when he was born, the doctor said, "Ooh, we got a wet one here." <laughs> And the baby's like, thanks, Doc, eh? Yeah, thanks, eh? <laughs> um, anyway, I'll so... I'll get you that green belt building you want so damn much. <laughs> so back to Paola. So a lot of DJs like got in really big trouble for this, including the DJ from Cleveland who coined the term rock and roll. He got busted for Paola. So I, I, I'm i ignorant. I'm an idiot. But it sounds like a, a weird music business version of insider trading. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. imagine, Chris, you were a DJ and, you know, it, it was really influential in this time where there's no internet or anything. Yeah. And some record guy goes, hey, Chris, I'll slip you 500 bucks if you play this band. Yeah. You know, it's basically that kind of thing. Next there up, was we a got w- a new song by my friend. I actually remember a, <laughs> I actually remember a very serious WKRP episode where Paola was addressed. What? Yes. Yes. In the 70s on a sitcom? Yeah, man. Damn. Anyway. Uh, I love this. So Dick avoided getting in trouble because in this whole Senate hearing, he sold all his record, um, his uh, music industry related uh, investments, and um, in the end, the he he got off because of that, and also because he was quote you know smooth, slim, and youthful on the witness stand, according to the New York Times, and Congress was like this handsome young innocent world's oldest teenager couldn't do anything wrong <laughs> the chairman of the whole committee said to dick clark during this quote you're a bright young man and i hope we haven't inconvenienced you um it's so crazy cause but at this point he's like 40 something right uh 60 so he's like 30s yeah no yeah 40 you're right That's yeah he's born in 1928 i, I yeah, <laughs> I, that makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah. That someone can call, uh, be like you, youthful young sweetheart. That's you know what, he was doing that thing some girls do with like a baby voice. Yeah, <laughs> but his whole act yeah. was appearing more youthful than he was, so you could get away with stuff. He yeah, yeah. The male version <clears throat> of baby voice, whatever. I I, I love that. Yeah, he's like. Okay, you rodents. It's New Year's Eve again. <laughs> like, He's you know. wearing a backwards hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, teens. Um, Clark, yeah, he later said he didn't do anything illegal in that whole scandal. Yeah. He said, quote, I made a great deal of money and I was proud of it. I was a capitalist. The judge was like, you seem like a, a bright young man who's only been scheming for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So just a couple other things. 
he did lots of other TV stuff. He hosted the $10,000 Pyramid for 15 years. Uh, uh, from 1973 to 2004, he hosted New Year's Rockin' Eve. Okay, this is something I was trying to find for you guys for hours. All right. He kisses his wife when he's a bit too old <laughs> in one of these New Year's Eve things. And I remember watching it on TV when I was a kid and being so disgusted by this kiss. <laughs> like a, a passionate yeah, Sarah one? Sarah messaged me that like she's trying to find this gross kiss Dick Clark did. And I can't find it anywhere. I Googled Dick Clark disgusting kiss. Like, I was like, surely everyone has this memory of this disgusting kiss with his wife. And... It nowhere to be found. I think it was something it that is my scrubbed. <laughs> she had it scrubbed after he died. I'm like, is this one of those things that my family just noticed and no one else did? We're like, so your whole family's disgusting. like, oh. Me and my siblings were like, this is disgusting. This is your Berenstein Bears thing. Yeah, I Mandela affected a kiss, but it was disgusting because <laughs> he was way too old to be on TV for a moment. Like, mm-hmm. he, I don't care if this is ageist. He, you shouldn't be kissing someone on TV after a certain age. <laughs> and yeah. They were just like going at each other's mouths in this disgusting oh, way. Oh God! But also, like maybe like teenagers. Just, <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? But also, I heavy like, petting. Maybe I was a kid and I just didn't know. Like I like was grossed looked. out by kissing, <laughs> and that they were old. But in my memory, that's the number one thing I associate with him is that disgusting New Year's. That's thing. how you brought in your New Year. If anyone, <laughs> was if being anyone disgusted, if anyone listening has footage of an eighty-year-old Dick Clark Frenching his, his wife, yes. please. Cool. Let it us know. A wet one. Oh man. Well, I wish we found that, but uh, still interesting. Um, oh, there's another thing. Yeah, the please. For, you guys remember Bowling for Columbine? Yes. Yeah. A documentary that radicalized us all. I saw it in the theater, but why did I see it in the theater? It was a big deal. I know, yeah. but like, I remember my dad. Mad Max Fury Road is for the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. No, I really do feel like... Uh, I saw Ma- Marilyn Manson on a big theater screen being like, it's not because of video games or whatever. Yeah, and then I remember after that for years, everyone would be like, you know, uh, Marilyn Manson's kind of smart. Yeah. Yes. And yes. It became the new, his rib removed. Yeah, it was like, oh, he ha- he can speak in full sentences. He's not talking about the devil all day. Marilyn Manson got his rib removed because he's so smart. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Those movies were, were a big the deal in, in the moment. My dad hadn't been to a movie in like 30 years, and he went with me to see Fahrenheit 9-11. Oh, like, it God. was a big deal. The Michael Moore, yeah, Michael Moore had really some hits. had us in a chokehold. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, tell me about but it. Bowling for Columbine. I was trying to find a clear version of this clip, but Michael Moore confronts Dick Clark, and it's really, really funny. I don't remember that. In Bowling for Columbine? Yes, so... This okay, so this is a background. Dick Clark had a restaurant called Dick Clark's American Bands and Grill. Well, he like ha- they used his likeness and he had a stake in it. It wasn't like fully his restaurant, but they applied for tax breaks for taking on uh, for employing uh, people who are on welfare. So that means I guess they, were, they weren't getting paid a lot because they were on welfare. Like it was like a way to employ people who are on welfare, but then also think some of them were losing welfare or not being paid fairly but it was like a tax break for a big company so that they could say they were doing something i guess and so michael moore in the movie the documentary sorry he argues that so it was a flint woman wasn't able to pay her rent she was overworked having to travel so far to work at dick clark's dick grill and then he and then like you know she ended up having to move in with family 
and with her son, she was like a single mom. And then because of how hard her life was and moving in with her family, her son found a gun and mm. ended up shooting up a school or something. So Michael Moore attributed that to Dick Clark. And in the clip, he travels all the way to LA to confront Dick Clark, who's getting into a van. And Michael Moore's like, I want to tell you something, Dick. Uh, so well, and then he brings, he brings up this woman's name, and Dick Clark's like, basically like, run, <laughs> like, closes the van door. They drive off, and it's so funny. I remember it. I do remember yes. it now that you're describing he, it. Everyone remembers Charlton Heston being so yeah. big in that. Yeah, he's like NRA. But there's this whole thing about you know Dick Clark being a powerful person who like there's like this ripple effect of. Right. This kid shooting something up because of Dick Clark. Kind of a cold and Whoa. like uncaring society trickling down to these individual stories where a mom isn't able to be home and, you know, parents mm-hmm. aren't able to be home and watch their kids and then bad things happen. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Wow. But Dick Clark. But he didn't even want to give FaceTime to say it's like a shame or it's he sad. He his name and it's like he knew because I think there was. Mm a court case attributed mm. to it where that was one of the reasons why the kid was neglected. Like, I don't know, like it, somehow that knowledge, that was like knowledge that Dick Clark had heard of. So the second he hear, hears her name, he runs. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a very funny clip. The only clip was like a very fuzzy one, but it, it's like also like, what do you think is going to happen, Michael Moore? You know? Like, yeah. Did you do a pre-interview. Like you got to find this guy. But, but it was the beginning of all that stuff. And I, I, now it's like so regular. Yeah, I think Michael Moore, I, I like him. <laughs> I do too. You know what? We love to backlash. As soon as like anybody likes something mm-hmm. long enough, people can't wait to backlash it on mm-hmm. You know what? Michael Moore, when he won that Oscar for Bowling for Columbine, it was when the Iraq War just started. And do you remember... He brought up George Bush in the Iraq War and how it's bad, and everyone booed him. I remember that Hollywood him. booing him. It's so weird how patriotic, forward patriotic, American society was. In I mean, I guess obviously I get it during the nine eleven time, but it's crazy. Imagine Hollywood booing a director being like, "We shouldn't go to war in Iraq." I couldn't think of that happening now. It's crazy. Now they're all woke this, woke that, <laughs> <they> them. <laughs> yeah, they them this. <laughs> Back then, they were a bunch of Dick Clarks. Um, there's a funny thing where uh, George Harrison of the Beatles hates Dick Clark. Oh, yeah, this is good. And he said that, like, Dick was always harassing him. He said, quote, like, Dick's always, quote, can I have a clip of you doing this and a clip of you doing that? I'm making another movie about you and the history of this and that. I'll give you $2 if you let me have it. $2? George, he's, like, joking, you know. Uh. And George is like, you just get to the point of saying, fuck off, dick. Think of your own ideas. You're not getting any more of our shit. Just make your own films and rip off other people. He's a twat. I think it's twat. T star star star. That's twat. Yeah. It's not. He's a tit. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of funny. And the only other little funny thing I have here is that from 2001 to 2003, Dick was the co-host of a show called The Other Half with Mario Lopez, Danny Bonaducci, and Dorian Gregory. I don't know who that is. And it was a syndicated daytime talk show intended to be the male equivalent of The View. Oh, my God. Imagine. Dream blunt rotation much? <laughs> <laughs> That is disgusting. I, People are such reality TV whores. Oh, yeah. 
Mario Lopez? Oh, yeah. That guy's bad news. <laughs> oh, I thought he was totally chill and cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever in a hotel room and like the TV's just automatically on and it's him talking about movies? That's a scary thing. No, no. You're in America and you're in. He's a, a movie room. guy, too. He's agreed it, to that. Well, it's like him doing like junket kind of interviews and everyone hates him. Yeah. And it's just like, we're at the movies with Mario Lopez. And you only see it in hotels. Weird. I've never seen that. Oh, my God. I'm. He's probably like that. He's probably like that billionaire who looks, says he looks young because he like takes his son's blood. Oh, that guy's. Yeah. But I feel like Mario Speaking Lopez is like. Being that full of blood. Yeah. Well, um, was there anything else you wanted to add to Clark wise, uh, Sarah? Uh, not really. I mean. He just kind of made me sick as a kid, and I just assumed he was. E- I just knew he was evil for life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, his kiss scarred me. I think <laughs> your instincts are really good on this one. And I was just like, "This man's bad." I like it. And I'm glad I found out he was evil. But he is the best kind of evil because it's like he didn't really do anything that bad, but he made things so much worse, so much faster than they needed to be. Right. Well, let's bring out the evilometer. And uh, Sarah, you know we give we give everyone a score one to ten, ten being most evil, one being least evil. So, what would you give Dick Clark? You, you know, I I always keep in mind if ten's Hitler, you know, you're not gonna go ten. You know what I mean? That's, but that's the worst guy you can. Think of. <laughs> uh, Dick Clark. Um, Who's the least evil? Uh, Steve Urkel. It's an Urkel to Hitler scale. Urkel is bad. How you treated Myra? Oh, true. Mean, mean (laughs) to that girl. And she was hot. A hot girl just wants to love you for who you are. I don't remember Myra. I don't remember. Might be a flaw. I've always thought Urkel is like a weird one. Yeah. That's a mic. Because uh, I find him evil just in the way that he bugs me. (laughs) <laughs> you're, you're, you're a Winslow guy. <laughs> you're kind of the Carl Winslow of evil men. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, I always related to Mr. Wilson too during Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Your kid it's like, like shut. Yeah, shut the fuck up, kid. Uh, I can go first if you want. If you need a second to no, create I your think thoughts, he's probably. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say three. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because he, again, he didn't like physically hurt anyone that we know of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, probably. And But I think he was so smart about being evil in this way that a lot of, uh, you know, and he has a beautiful legacy where no, that no one questions. And, and by evil, you feel as though it was just taking advantage of a flawed society to become rich with no care all for he, others yes all he did was care about himself and getting rich it yeah, wasn't it's, even a, it's not even like he was like a music lover mm. he just wanted to be on the radio because tv didn't exist yet mm. whoa this is great interesting okay i'll go next okay i completely i agree with what you're saying i think i give him a 2.0 kind of a guy who's a reflection of society to me as much as anything else but we yeah. do live in, we live in one. We live in a flawed society. Yeah. I'm going three as well. Just because mm. uh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I don't like what you do. Um, 
But what's uh, Bill Maher YouTube talk show? Oh, Club Random. Club Random. Would have loved to have seen Dick Clark on Club Random. <laughs> you know, if Dick Clark existed in social media time, he would have oh. been saying something. We would have had oh, way more. Oh, yeah. He would have had some tweets about, I'm yeah. sure, taxes or. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Smokey Robinson. <laughs> Remember uh, when Quincy Jones went off? Oh yeah, and like Bono and stuff. Oh yeah, in that in that um that was the interview. That was the right. best. Oh my god. I I just thought of that because I feel like he may have mentioned Smokey Robinson, but maybe I'm wrong. That was the best interview of all time. It's how all they all should go. Especially if you've lived that long, you've earned it. Go for it. Yeah. I hate that they had to like he had to recant it and all edit it and all that stuff. Just go for it, man. I love him. I would, I would date him. Woo! Yeah. We're putting it out there, Quincy Jones. If you're listening, <laughs> I date Quincy. <laughs> Woo! Um, Sarah, before we go, is there anything you want to mention? You, we know you have the podcast Scamfluencers. Um, anything else? Definitely uh, follow you on X. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me on X if you know where to find me. Yeah x.com yeah that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even going there you know you can look look it up um nothing else i want to mention cool other than thank you guys for having me on thank you for doing it we've been so talking fun. to you asking yeah. if you'll do it again for, for a long so time. long anytime. yeah literally anytime thank you it's so really much. fun you're really smart and funny and uh lovable and charming oh. Oh. nice chris and a good writer <laughs> Oh, I I think you guys are great as well. Thanks. Dang, we lucked out. Hey, James, we really did. <laughs> All because my high five. Here. Yep. <laughs> well, the, James, that was another great episode of. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.